1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get another Europa League week up and running. Celtic have their first win in the group after seeing off Ferenc Varos by two goals to nil. Graham Souness warns Steven Gerrard not to be tempted by the Newcastle job and Dave Cormack backs Stephen Glass despite Aberdeen's winless run. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and in his usual chores... Thursday? What's that? Tuesday slot is Golden Deal. You don't have Roger Hanna tonight. No. You're stuck with Delighted. Kenny Miller. You happy with I'm, I'm that? I'm delighted with a change. Uh, get the Anarak out. He'll be on tomorrow night. But you've got to look at Celtics afternoon, Gordon, in front of 50,000 plus. And a Tuesday afternoon, 3.30 kickoff, says a lot about the supporters. But it was all about the performance. It was all about the result. And Celtic certainly went out there and entertained their fans this afternoon. 2 0 could have been a lot more. Kenny, good to have you. It just means that we didn't put you off for life last week when you joined us. So that's the first thing. That's a bonus. And uh, here we are. I keep myself busy going. Yet again, <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, another big Europa League week, strangely kicked off, as Gordon says, on, on the Tuesday afternoon. But lots to get over from that game. And of course, looking ahead to Rangers on Thursday as well. Of course, again, massive result for Celtic, one that was needed, obviously, after losing their first two games. Similar to Rangers actually Tomorrow on, on Thursday night Sorry Big three points required there as well To get both of their tracks uh, Their Europa mm-hmm. League track Back on track And obviously home for qualification 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need uh, Later on in the show We're going to play you An exclusive interview With Graham Souness He's been speaking to us On some very interesting stuff If ever there was a man Who knew about the Rangers job And the Newcastle job Well it would be him uh, So we'll play that Exclusive interview A bit later on and for everyone that calls into tonight's show and makes it on air, you go into the hat to win a pair of tickets to an exclusive evening with Graham Souness and friends at the Armadillo on Friday the 26th of November. So pick up the phone um, and let us know what is on your mind. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. It's not often we've got a European game to look back on when we join you on a, a Tuesday evening, but that's where we're at. So if you want to look back on that, let's do it. If you want to look ahead to Rangers against Bronby, let's do that as well. And uh, Gordon Deal, it's Tuesday I feel like the weekend we're, we're just getting over the weekend There was so much drama So many pieces of brilliance Some ropey moments And as always Lots of controversy as well Yeah, it was an exciting weekend Gordon uh, We watched the games unfold In the studio um, Obviously Hearts getting that Late equaliser um, Continues their good run Undefeated in the league um, Celtic Very convincing against Motherwell You've got to say uh, Jota on the scores uh, she again doing very very well a terrible afternoon well late night for Aberdeen once again a defeat the chairman's having to come out and defend his manager saying it's too early to pull the trigger Aberdeen fans aren't convinced so it's going to be an exciting weekend uh, especially for the Dons but today was all about Celtic they started off at 330 and I've got to say, very impressed with them. A very good three points. I mean, Kenny, you, you'll have experienced the, the breathlessness of all this for the big two who, who are involved in Europe, where you actually don't have time really to even digest it the weekend, and then it goes, you know, straight into the European stuff, and then big games come around again th- this weekend. So it's they're, they're coming thick and fast. Listen, there's no better way as a player. <clears throat> as a player, you want that. Obviously, maybe <laughs> not every week. Uh, obviously, the international players have that as well. They're they're away on the ten day trips and. Obviously, there's three games on them, so so sometimes there's no rest for the for the international players. But listen, when you when you're playing well 
and you're, and you're putting results together And things are going well You just want that next game to come 01419511025 Let's hear from you The beauty of the half three kickoff, At least as the game is All done and dusted And we can uh, look back on it We will bring you the thoughts Of Ange Postacoglu As soon as he's finished His media conference So stay tuned for that Let's kick off on the phone lines With Mark Who is a Celtic fan From Cumbernauld We at the game Mark Did you watch it on TV How did you enjoy it? Yeah, good evening, uh, Gordon, Gordon and Kenny. Hello, evening, Mark. Evening. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just on my way back from the game now. Um, it was a it was a one of them cliches. The game of two halves. So it Celtic mm-hmm. played well with the first half, but um, I think the second half they came out with a wee bit more speed. You know, the touch was a bit quicker. Um, the first the pass for the first goal was was unreal. It was a great goal um, for Kyogo, and I actually thought that when Celtic made the changes, especially in the midfield. Um, the, the game opened up a bit more for them and the, the substitutes actually made a bit of difference. Like, obviously different to the last few games, it's, it's, it's been like, you know, it's been the first, first team and that's it. But the substitutes actually made a more of a difference for Celtic today and I thought it was really, really good. I was really impressed with them. Yeah, Gordon, I think, I mean, possession and so on, Celtic, mm-hmm. in that regard, obviously controlled the first half. But as Mark says, that the difference after the break was making that possession count, really putting the foot down, and you take the missed penalty into account You take some of the other chances that were missed later on It could have been extremely comfortable for Celtic Well it should have been Gordon uh, But I'm sure the manager will be delighted with the, the three points um, I'm sure he'll be delighted with the clean sheet Which is always good for the back men and the goalkeeper I thought I thought Celtic um, They gave up a, a real good chance in the, in the opening minutes uh, but they recovered from that They dominated the game I totally agree with Mark I thought second half They just lifted the pace And you know They couldn't live with him Fern Farris Couldn't live with him at all And I go back to that first goal The ball the ball from Jota Was sensational And the touch And the finish Was incredible Gordon It really was It was a great striker's goal A man just full of confidence A man that You know Always looks for that chance Plays on the shoulder And he's got his reward And David Turnbull Once again in the thicky things I did think that uh, It was a very comfortable Afternoon for Celtic Mm. 2-0 Should have been a lot more But I'm sure the Celtic man Will be happy with three points Kenny if you're in a game And you're struggling to maybe Really break a team down And get a clear chance That ball from Jota to Kyogo That's that's one way of doing it You know it's an absolutely Incredible pass And you know When you watch it It's it's two touches he's taken as well The touch Mm. is absolutely exquisite as well Gets it in front of him Gets out of his body and, then he, and obviously the finish is accomplished as well So, But what a pass A wonderful mm. pass And that's when you've got that opportunity To hit these through balls Over the top balls You need to execute the pass And, and that one was definitely right on the money I mean Mark it, In some ways it, it was refreshing And obvious at the same time To hear the manager say Celtic had to win yesterday Because they, they did You know, I think everyone knows it When you lose the first two And you've got two teams At the top of the group Who are going well Really, it needs to be six points against Ferenc Varos, so I guess it's um, job done or, or halfway done, I should say. Oh, no, definitely. Um, also, you know, it's three, game, three wins in the trot now, you know, I never thought I'd say that at the start of the season. Celtic would be, I'd be delighted to win three games in the trot, but that's where we are as a club at the minute. And then, um, but I, I was really delighted with the game today. We got, we got three points. The manager did say he was going to go for it straight from the off, but I kind of found it a bit stop starting in the first half, you know, they, they sat in really deep. I think they had two banks, of, two banks of four sitting right on top of each other, and Celtic found it quite difficult uh, the first half, especially like to break them down. But um, in the second half, they, like I said before, they came out 
I'm, I'm just delighted they got the win. They should, they should have scored about four or five. I stayed to the very end. I don't, I don't normally do that. I normally leave five minutes before because it's a nightmare. But um, I stayed to the very end, hoping for another couple, and they had a few chances. But um, it was just a, I'm just really delighted that we got the win. Especially because like, European football is quite tough at the minute anyway. So anyone's a, a given, you know. Surely you can stay to the end though, because it's it's not bedtime yet. Usually that's why you need to leave. But it's, it was only five o'clock. You're fine. Plenty of time to get up the road. And I've got a, I've got to go back to my work. So I was. Uh, <laughs> well, hold on a minute. When you say go, do, do your work know that you left to go to the game? <laughs> Well, I was supposed to be working from home today. I'll probably just sell him a soul now, you know. But um, I, I was working from home practically. You know, I was on the phone. So Ma- it was all right. Mark's not his real name. He's just phoned no. in because he's, he's, his gaffer's listening. Realised he's, he's just disappeared he's for some a few lunch hours, break uh, to go to the game. Uh, yeah, I mean it was a huge crowd, fifty thousand odd for um for a Tuesday afternoon. Gordon, it was, it was quite something. And it, it was must win. You, if, if mm-hmm. Betis and, and Leverkusen start the group the way they do, if you've got any chance, because now remember, I know it's not the glamour, but there's there's still the, the drop into the conference You want to at least finish third But if And it, it does remain a big if If Celtic can take six points against Ferenc Varos You perhaps hope that I don't know Say Leverkusen beat Betis twice At least it, it gives you a chance But th- there needed to be a win tonight Yeah and I think uh, Mark says uh, Touches on it there Gordon It's important to keep the run going They've had Aberdeen away Very good performance Very good result Motherwell away Difficult game as well Very good result Very good performance So they wanted to keep that momentum going And I certainly do agree with Mark I think first half they dominated it uh, But second half they looked a lot sharper And you get back to the, the bench situation He's now got the luxury that he can change games He can bring guys on that can change things about you look at for instance I was watching Mikey Johnston who's missed mm-hmm. a lot of football he come on he looked sharp so that's another option for him so I just think that they're in a good place just now and uh, it'll be interesting to hear we've not heard what the manager says after a game but I am sure he's a very happy manager indeed I will remind myself of the exact stat Kenny it's dropped out of my head I know that Celtic don't keep many clean sheets in Europe right so that's that, that's about as far as I'll go at this stage so to, to do that as well, just a bit of an added bonus? Absolutely. I think, they're, again, when you look at their, their team and through the course of the season, it's definitely been an area. If you were playing against Celtic, you would you would be looking to get at that back line. There's no getting away from it. Uh, but that's been, again, a clean sheet away, away at Motherwell. A clean mm. sheet tonight against... By the way, again, a, a decent team. There are no mugs for Ange Varos. Uh, and it'll be tough. It'll be tough going across there and, and trying to win the game. But some fantastic result. Two goals could have been more. Uh, clean sheet Which again Will definitely please The manager The defenders And the goalkeeper I mean, Probably the team as a whole To there, be honest There were always Moments Gordon That that, that certainly Seems to happen um, Ferenc Farris Had a big chance Early on um, There was a Superb intervention From Anthony Ralston At one point Starfield got himself In a bit of trouble Late mm-hmm. on and, and Joe Hart Bailed him out So there were moments But if we If we talk about It being a work in progress Or whatever Getting a clean sheet In Europe is a good place to start 100% Gordon I, I, I said at the top of the show I thought they were Quite lucky Early on To get away with the one um, The lad really If he looks back at that He's disappointed Carter Fickers actually Does quite well To try and put him off A little bit But even saying that He should put the ball In the back of it um, But I just thought Celtic looked Totally in control of the game They were comfortable It was just a case of when the first goal came along They then got the penalty kick And you know you would probably bet everything in Callum McGregor But mm. good save from the goalkeeper 
But they just kept going, they kept going, and Turnbull seems to be in the right spot at the right time just now. You know, you see his goal against Motherwell, top class. But today's then, was a bit different. That, well, that, was, that was one that uh, Kenny and I would be proud of. You don't work on them in the training ground, Not do at you? All. Fre- tackling it in the back the of the Fresh air swipe and then tackling yeah. the goalkeeper now. Um, that was to... about your range to be fair Kenny did a bit more running than you I well, can't believe you've, well, you've lumped yeah, yourself in with him Yeah he certainly did He probably scored a lot I more I think Kenny ran more in a game than you did in your career I couldn't argue with that I know you can't right. Anyway let's leave it there Mark Thank you 01419511025 Let's bring in Jordan in Greenock What stood out for you this afternoon Jordan? Uh, hi guys hi. Uh, First time caller here but Good to have you A long time uh, Shout out for John for Greenock Who's on quite a lot um, is he, is he a neighbour of yours Or do you just stick together You Greenock uh, types On the bus uh, Johnny O Johnny O Alright okay Alright okay What did you make of it today then you No know, my point is, is I just thought that You know Celtic Park Sold out on a Tuesday afternoon At half three I think Maybe for the first time To the panel I agree You don't get my name On teams The atmosphere They were outstanding um, I just thought that You know The People have got work, people have got other commitments today. I'll tell you what, Jordan, the line's a bit dodgy, but we'll get producer Chris to speak to you. We'll try and get you back on. Uh, I certainly got the gist of it. There was a great line um, from Ange Postacoglu in the, the press conference yesterday. You've noticed this when he's trying to be extra cutting, he uses the word mate. mate. He throws it in there, and someone asked about the kickoff time, and he says, You could play it at half three in the morning, mate, and people would. Still turn up and, and that was sort of What we saw today It was um, it was a lot livelier Than I expected it to be uh, You've got to All credit to The Celtic fans Gordon um, I never thought There would be 50,000 plus there uh, A lot of people Obviously Taking the day off work Or the afternoon off work But they went along there To support their team And the, the team Certainly responded To that um, Jordan there I think Celtic fans are Delighted with the performance Delighted with the goals Delighted with the three points The manager was the same But for 50,000 plus On a Tuesday afternoon at 3.30 That is remarkable Huge Absolutely huge Gordon I think when you look at What the What football's been through Over the last and Over the last 18 months or so With fans Like no fans and mm-hmm. things And empty stadiums No player wants to play in front of that So if even mm-hmm. if you rocked up to Celtic Park This afternoon And there was 30, 35,000 there It still wouldn't feel Still wouldn't feel right. So the fact that there is a there's fifty odd thousand mm-hmm. there. Listen, the players will respond to that, you know, because I've said it before. Players get energy for the stands, and when there's a full house right behind you supporting you, it makes a, a lot of difference to the, or it can make a lot of difference mm-hmm. to the performance. What did you make of the game itself, Jordan? Oh, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the first half, you know, I really I didn't think Ferran Varos made a good game of it. You know, I thought we were strong for the start. But uh, second half, we come out, we got the job done. You know, we go over there, hopefully get the three points. And uh, it was really, it was a must win for us tonight, you know. Um, I don't think a draw could have been enough. Um, so another point to the to the panel, do you think that Celtic will get out of this group? Well, there's a question, Gordon. Um, no. Uh, there's the answer. Um, I think that third will be the best that they get, Gordon. Just because of the start that Betis and Bayer Leverkusen have and made. And you're talking about two good sides. Uh, I know they play later as Thursday they play, um, but they're two quality quality sides. So I think Celtic just now have given themselves quite a bit to do. I mean, that, that, that's clearly the route, though, isn't it? You want one of them. I don't know who's the stronger. Mm. Prob- well, probably Leverkusen. You want them to beat Betis twice. 
Yeah. Then can if you're Celtic, can you make sure you beat Betis at home? And as, you know that that's clearly the I, I, that's the outside I chance. Just, I just think Celtic are a um, learning progress now. They're, 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 you look at them, and I think their team's starting to blend together, Gordon. I think players are starting to get to know each other. I agree with I agree with Kenny. Sometimes you look at them at the back, and you think they can give you a goal here, no problem at all. I just think it's a bit early. Um, I, I I like the way they play. They're attacking football, especially second half today. I thought it was excellent. Their goal, first goal, was was terrific from the ball from Jota to the finish. Um, but I just think it's a bit early when you go and go up against the quality that you're going up against. So me personally, I hope I'm wrong for the, the Scottish teams, but I think they will probably be third. Remain a big ask at this stage, Kenny. I think so, and I think it's a start and. In, in, in Gordon's spot on They're playing against Two two top teams In Betis and, and Leverkusen And It is a very attacking team That they sell to mm-hmm. play You think of their midfield Whereas in, in the past You've had, you've had Scott Brown or Even near Beaton's Guys that are sitting in there uh, Oliver Champ Who can sit in there And play a little bit more Defensive role You look at the, the Callum McGregor does that role And he does it very well But he has got a little bit more Of an attacking Kind of nature to his game as well And I mean you put Tom Rodgers and David Turnbull Wonderful footballs that they are Because again He's one for me That is kind of making things happen At the moment Is uh, is Tom Rodgers Wonderful player Uh, I thought he was excellent In the game Against Mullerwell At the weekend But they're attacking players And then when you you put Your front three into that as well Mm. When you play against These top teams Sometimes you've not got the ball all the time Which I think Celtic have seen already in the in, in the first two games of the Europa League So it's maybe just a bit of I'm, I'm not saying like, like Gordon I think at home they could deal with best But they need to go to Ferenc Varos and deal with that as well mm. Which is an away game in Europe which is always tough So uh, it's not impossible But I think it's probably improbable at the moment Thank you Jordan 01419511025 We're going to hear what Ange Postacoglu made of the game next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We are in uncharted territory here on Super Scoreboard. Looking back on a Europa League game at home for Celtic that kicked off at half past three. So keep your thoughts coming in, Celtic fans. What did you make of it? Whether you were at the game or you watched it on TV or listened on the radio, pick up the phone and let us know. Remember, later on in the show, we're going to have that exclusive interview with Graham Soonis where he talks Stephen Gerrard's link with Newcastle. And for everyone that gets on to tonight's show on the phones, you go into the draw to win a pair of tickets to an exclusive evening with Graham Soonis and friends at the SEC Armadillo on Friday the 26th of November. So uh, pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind uh, tonight. Um, I'm 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 worried about this. See when I get a name that I just don't really know how to say. It. I'm assuming is is it Judy? Judy is the producer just put a rogue double D in there. What, what are we calling you? Uh, it's Judy. Oh, Judy, Judy. Good, right. I thought it was going to be a female called Judy, and he had just spelt mm. it wrong. Good, Judy. Take it away. My apologies. Yeah, I can talk in a woman's voice if you want, but uh, <laughs> please don't. Uh, it might not be that good. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing, guys? First of all, just just on my way back from the game. I just kind of want to touch on a couple of things. I think the first thing we we really need to speak about is how special this Jota is turning out to be for such a young lad to come over and and the way he's playing. He's he's one of the one of the only guys who kind of gets you off your seat when when Celtic are on the ball. And tonight, I thought he just showed some absolute class. He was phenomenal. 
Yeah, seems like as good a place as any to start Gordon His contribution, it seems like most weeks it's a goal or an assist Maybe both at times, so you can't really argue with that, can you? I said earlier he's becoming such a fan's favourite, Gordon Um, I didn't see that in his locker tonight, that pass It was absolutely brilliant Um, He's not frightened to take defenders on He's not frightened to um, have a crack at goals And he certainly knows where the goals are And he got his reward at Fir Park uh, last weekend um, he certainly for me has been a, a very, very good signing so far. Um, you know, the Celtic fans love the way he goes about his business. I said earlier when he played Betis and he played in the right wing, Gordon, mm-hmm. I thought he was excellent. I really did. But obviously uh, the manager, Postacoglu, likes him on the left. We are bad on the right. So I think he can adjust to either wing and I think he still gives you the performance. But so far... His form's been really, really good. Kenny, that level of productivity for a wide man w- would be impressive under any circumstances, but especially given that he's just here, you know, signed right at the end of the window, pitched in straight away, new country, new league, new culture, he's young. O- all of those things for him to be producing what he's producing so early, has that surprised you? Well, again, I mean, probably like a lot of people never heard mm-hmm. heard, heard much about him when he first came to Celtic, but he had, like, he's a very, very technical player and... Like uh, like Juddy says, he's, he's a player that fans all like to see. He, he will get them off the seat. He's, he's, he's a confident player for someone so young. But when he's hit the ground running the way he has, he, he must be fully confident. I mean, I must say, I think it was probably his first touch actually he scored at the game. I was actually at the game on on Saturday, and he, he was very very quiet start, and then he came, gets his goal, and then he actually comes alive. Mm-hmm. It was quite similar to Kyogo, to be honest with you. He was he was quite quiet. At the weekend never touched the ball too much But he's always He's, he's another one who's a live wire He's always on the shoulder He's always asking questions At a back line So two players obviously In that, in that front three have really, have really started well for Celtic And as a striker Who spent a fair bit of time On the shoulder That, that pass is just a dream isn't it That must be Exactly yeah, what you're after that, yeah, no, Sorry I wasn't talking sure to you that, Sorry yeah. <laughs> Listen we've already talked about it And I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. it again As the show goes on Because it's a wonderful pass Again it's, it's probably just Faded away as well Gordon for the defender it is. Again yeah. I'm going to say it again Perfect touch out the feet and a wonderful mm. finish. As well. Honestly, as your kind of run, that was you. You made a career out of that. Uh, and when Gordon mentioned striker on the show tonight, I will take a back seat. Don't worry. Judy, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how we'll ever get away from this because obviously it's early, but it's just going to hang over Jota this full time and dominate the discussion. If you were to make the decision today on whether Celtic sign him permanently and pay the money, the answer is a resounding yes, isn't it? It's 100% yes And I think the fee's already been agreed Around about the 5 to 7 million mark And you, you have to take that I mean he showed What he showed so far this season and, and the ability he's got And how young he is as well He could he could arguably be at Celtic For a good 3-4 years And playing it at such a high level So um, if, I'd, if I had the option to sign him tomorrow I certainly would uh, he, He's been brilliant But there was another thing I wanted to kind of mention as Go well was, 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 uh, was Starfelt Now Celtic's defence, of course, for the bit of stick and Starfield's maybe was quiet in the first few games. But I thought tonight, and I've been one of the ones to say, give him time, he'll come good. Like you have to be any player. And I would have said the same about Yota or whatever, but he obviously came in and done so well. But I think Starfield's performance tonight just kind of shows of how he's becoming better with time and how he's progressing and, and starting to be a real kind of rock at the back. And I, I, there'll be a lot of mixed opinions out there on him, but... I think he's starting to come good and I think giving him this bit of time has, has been good for him and for the Celtic defence. What do you think, Gordon? He had that one moment, obviously, mm. late on where he got robbed and uh, Joe Hart sort of bailed him out. But I do feel like 
as every game ticks on More Celtic fans are starting to feel that he's settling down I think what's helped him is Carter Vickers I think the partnership that they're starting to develop I still think there's a, a mistake in him Gordon But I do agree um, I think he's getting better I think he's getting more confident you do need time to settle in. It's okay if you if you're a striker, you hit the ground running by getting a couple of goals, and you become a fan's favourite. That's that's you cemented in with the supporters, and it takes the pressure off you. As a defender, you've got to try and make sure you get the uh, clean sheets. You're looking as a, a solid defender, but I certainly think over the last weeks he's got better. There's no doubt, and I do think as a fact that he now's developing a partnership as a centre back. With Carter Vickers Was that important then Kenny Is continuity important Because when it first When Carter Vickers first signed We had a lot of Celtic fans on here saying I'd have kept Welsh in the team I don't think Welsh has done much wrong And, and Starfelt's the one that needs to prove But is that clearly what's been behind that To try and, and build that continuity That consistency Well that's important all over the field You know it's relationships as, as a partnership So whether it's centre backs Or even centre back full back Or centre midfielders or strikers I think it's really really important You develop those relationships All over the pitch For me I still think There's a long long way to go And, and I think it is, is getting better But there was definitely moments In the game at the weekend Where the ball's dropping in between them There's a lack of communication It's kind of it's yours It's mm. mine And there was there was a few of the instances at, at the weekend So listen it will get better There's no doubt games And results and clean sheets Are definitely going to help to that But uh, yeah I still think uh, the back the back four for me if I was a Celtic fan would be a bit of concern for me Juddy that was a pleasure thank you for taking the time tonight let's hear what the Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu had to say at full time we uh, controlled the game really well right from the start um, now they're a good team they showed it against Leverkusen and Batiste and um, you know I thought we controlled the first half well they had to work really hard to sort of stifle us a little bit but we still created some chances didn't that, you know, denied them any opportunities and then uh, we kind of knew second half they'll tire a little bit because they were working so hard and game opened up we you know we got a really good goal and you know I thought after that um, you know we probably could have had a couple more and credit to the players they uh, they stuck to their task and, and I thought we were really disciplined right to the end we are on Twitter as well as the phones Paul says delighted with the performance could have been more Jota outstanding Abada looks tired but he's young and now with Johnston fit This could give him a rest I'm glad Ange has options now uh, From the bench And another poll uh, Says remember Third get Celtic European football After Christmas Albeit It's in the Europa Conference League Indeed it does 01419511025 On the phones Let's Say goodbye once more to Juddy And bring in Daryl Who's in Barhead Were you at the game today Daryl? Hello Parnot Yep yeah, I uh, was at the game today How I was it? It was it was very very positive for Celtic. I believe. I think that there's a. I think that Angie's um, philosophy is finally starting to show through. I think we're we're a lot better team than people. A lot of the media um, have wrote us off. Um, I think today showed that we are a lot better team than people people give us credit for. I think that. I don't think they're a they weren't a brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but I think that. We are right at this league title, and I think today showed it. I think we've got a great front three, and I think that, in my opinion, I don't think Rangers are up to much. I think the league is there to be won for us, and I'm very confident that Angie is going to bring it home. What about Hearts, Dundee United? Don't fancy them. What's that? Sorry. What about Hearts or Dundee United? They're not going to stay there. 
let's be serious, come on. Arsenal and United will follow you very, very quickly. You never know. My worry, Daryl, you saying Rangers aren't up to much, but they're six points in front of you. Uh, that would be my concern um, I, I I think Celtic are getting better Gordon I think they're getting stronger in the, the bench as well They've got guys that they can bring on It's great to see Mikey Johnson back I think they'll have other options Julian's still to come back And I think one of the main players at Celtic uh, Forrest, James Forrest I think he brings so much to the Celtic side I really do um, I wouldn't be getting carried away I, I, I love the way they play Especially at Celtic Park I think they're very attacking. The big problem is, especially in Europe, when they'll go away from home and they play such attacking football, you're playing against mm-hmm. quality sides and quality players that can easily pick you off. I still think they can give away easy goals. I think that's a, a position that they'll need to work on. But midfield to front, they've got some really exciting players. The conversation, the debate, Kenny, has been... Lots of people And by the way Daryl talks about The media, the big band media Sort of writing off Celtic We've had loads of Celtic fans On this show saying We can't play that way in Europe It can't be Rogic and Turnbull In midfield In Europe And so on That was even levelled At Brendan's teams as well You know They went, went away mm. PSG And they took a couple of downs yeah. as well But they're playing his top top teams so, so, so did that show today That they, they can play that way in Europe Maybe not against Bayer Leverkusen And, and maybe not in, in certain away games but they're getting they're getting there or, or depending on the opposition you know he's, he's he's clearly in no mind to mix that up did it at the weekend of course he did mix it up at Pataudry but even even in Europe it was still that very attacking um, outlook today because it comes again it comes back to continuity when you've got a run of results again it was a it was one caller alluded that's three wins in a row and, and things you know three wins in a row is something that should be happening regular for Celtic there's no getting away for that it's no achievement but the reason there was a, maybe a little bit of criticism levelled at Celtic at the start of the season because it was a really poor start. Domestically and, and, in, and in Europe, it was a poor start. You know, for Celtic standards to have, I think it was 10 points out of 21. Uh, obviously, there's now been two wins since, which, which gets them up to 16 points, but it was not a good start. And that's why there was a little bit of negativity surrounding uh, if the team was up for the fight, if the team was going to have a, be able to win a league. And there was obviously question marks over Ange as well. It was always going to take time. You know, that... I think it was it was Daryl who used the word philosophy. I don't like that word. I don't like the word philosophy at all. I think it's a buzz. It's a buzz phrase. But there's definitely an identity to what he's mm-hmm. trying to do, and I think everybody can see that. Everybody can see the way he wants to play going forward. We've already alluded to it on the program. They are very very good going forward. They've got some wonderful players. They will create chances. They will score goals. Absolutely, there's there's mm-hmm. no question about that. In Europe, when you play the top teams, as was seen three weeks ago against Bayern Leverkusen, if you play that way and you don't get it right, you can get hit. And when you lose 4-0 at home, mm-hmm. that's a real, real poor result. And that was jumping on top of some not-so-good results domestically as well. I mean, Daryl, that's the beauty of football. I can't remember exactly. The Aberdeen game was probably three, four weeks ago. And up until that point, you know, lots of your fellow Celtic fans were not... 100% sure What direction it was heading in Are you, are you convinced That that sticky run Is a thing of the past What's the difference Going forward I think um, It's very clear That we're over that hump yeah, I think Jota Is clearly the best player In the league And he's very promising I think we'd be silly Not to take up That, that option to buy And I think Everything's going Going the right way for us. I, I really think That Rangers are A very very poor side They're really struggling From last year But Grasping Grasping on to what they were last year, I think they're, they're getting that. They got a bit of luck last year that we were in a really bad way. 
Does that does that not worry you, Darrell? Though if Rangers are really poor and they're they're still four points ahead of you at the moment, can that not be spun the other way as well to to be a bit more of a, a concerning thing rather than an encouraging thing for you? Well, of course, uh, of course, it can be spun. But see, you look at the away games that we've had to go through. We've been to Motherwell, we've been to Ajax, we've been to we've been to Tottenham, we've been to Hearts. We, we've dealt with we, well, we've been at the, the very difficult places to go. Um, so I think that you need to look at it that way. I'm just saying, I, I, you've been to these hard places and lost in two of them and, and got a late goal in the other one. So I, I know, by the way, you're 100% right. Tough places to go. But for a Celtic fan, these places, you still need to go and win them. You know, a, you, you have to go win them. You lost uh, lost to Ibrox, obviously lost at Tynecastle. And it was a late goal against against Aberdeen, albeit probably deserved. I would, I would say over the piece, but uh, for me, I, I just listen. I think Celtic are good going forward. I do. I do. I think some of their stuff's been has been excellent uh, to watch. By the way, even in the games that they lost in Europe, some of the stuff has been good. They have cre- always mm. created chances. It's just mm. been at that level when we're talking about European level and can they can they get out of the group? They're going to have to beat Betis or Leverkusen or get something for both. Yeah, it's no surprise, Ken. You're looking at a team that. A new manager comes in, there's 12, 12 new players come in. Every one of those players don't hit the ground running. You know, they'll have doubts about some, some will take time. My apologies, I say six points, four points. No doubts about Jota. Darrell says he's clearly the best player in the league. Um, no, he's not the best player in the league, but I'll tell you what, he's in, he's in very, very good form. Um, I think there's a, a, a lot of ability there. He's young. I think he'll only get better. Celtic fans would be desperate to get him signed right now. Um, I think Celtic, I'll I, I compliment them, Gordon. I was there when I watched them against St Mirren. I thought their football was excellent. I think they're getting better and better this afternoon, second half. I thought they were up to pace of the game. I thought the substitutes gave them a spark. That, that Darrell's that, seeing signs, though, that this means they'll win the league. What do you think? Uh, no, I, I predicted Rangers at the beginning and Celtic to finish second, and I will stick by that. Well, I wouldn't let you change your mind anyway uh, thank you. You, You've made your bed uh, Daryl, thank you 01419511025 We've got more from the Celtic manager And more importantly More from you next as well 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 to join in uh, Maybe you're just getting in from Celtic Park Or you've just finished work Celtic beat Ferenc Faros by two goals to nil To get their first win of the Europa League group Kyogo and David Turnbull with the goals Here's what the manager made of it When you win games that helps accelerate that If I can say it that way But I don't think it's changed the level of confidence It's just probably given them more belief And, and hopefully... Um, you know, that feeds into itself. We've we still got improvement to do. We, as I keep saying, we're just the beginnings of a journey, but, um, you know, there were good signs. Uh, and I think when players get rewarded like they do tonight, then it encourages them to keep going, for sure. Yeah, that result tonight must give them so much belief that they can go over to Budapest in two weeks' time and, and repeat that. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why, why we can't. I mean, we went to Batiste and took the game to them, you know. It's still a game that sort of... You know, it doesn't sit well with me because I thought we should have got something out of that game. You know, I, I know we lost, but um, we, we were certainly very good, and we had some other opportunities and we made a couple of mistakes defensively that cost us. But 
you know, that that, sh- that gave us belief we can match it against the best even away from home. And tonight will fuel, fuel that, but it's not going to be an easy game. But what tonight does is it gives us a chance, an opportunity to, to keep our hopes alive. Connor is a Celtic fan from Rutherglen. What stood out for you today, Connor? Uh, I think it's, I think it's just uh, the timings of the substitutions during the game. I think uh, a few a few of the decisions in the past few weeks have been a bit questionable, but I think today Ange got it spot on. That's, a, that's an interesting corner. I'm glad you made the point because nothing annoys football fans more than substitutions, either being late or the wrong ones or whatever. So it's it's interesting to hear someone say that they were good, they were the right call, and they were they were timed right. Um, Gordon, I think the Jackamakis near Beaton, Liam Scales, mm-hmm. all come on at a kind of similar time. Um, Mikey Johnson on a bit later as well. Um, I take it they, they worked obviously. Celtic managed the game well. Well, uh, I'm I look at substitutions as not where the time has gone. If if they can make an impact, if they can change the game a little bit, or give you something different, or cause the opposition a different problem. <coughs> I think Celtic achieved that today. I thought um, the substitutions gave them a bit of a spark as well. Jakimakis really should have had a terrific chance from a header. And you're mm-hmm. you're thinking if he just puts his head on it, gets his first Celtic goal, then he had an overhead kick. So he looked very lively. Um, you know, the fact that I like Mikey Johnson comes on. And it's great to see any, especially a young player, that's been missed so much football through injury. And he looked lively and sharp as well. Uh, Beaton's come on there, a very experienced player. But substitutions, it's not about the time. It's about the impact they make. And I think that they did make an impact today. Um, you know, they didn't go in there just to to see the game out because Celtic needed that three points. They Celtic were st- created some of their best chances yeah, later on, Yeah, didn't they? they were still very positive with these guys on the field. And plus, if I, I think the manager looked at it and thought his team was comfortable enough that he could make the substitutions mm. and, and give one or two players a well-earned rest. Who in particular, Connor? I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of... Well, all, most of them actually. We, we've not seen a great deal of Liam Scales. We've not seen a great deal of Jack and Marcus, and obviously Mikey Johnson's been out injured. So even individually, there must have been quite a lot that, that pleased you about seeing them. It, it's kind of the same as usual. To be fair, I think all season we've actually played well. Just sometimes we've been a bit unlucky. But uh, I think the obvious one's Jaw. I think the board need to do whatever they they can just to get him signed up. I think all your fellow Celtic fans agree for sure. Um, just on some of those names, Kenny Jack and Marcus in particular. Kyogo has it's been great. Celtic fans love him. You can't argue with the goal return. Um, but they signed Jakimakis because they need another option there, and he's clearly a very different type. How important is it that they now that he's starting to get some game time that he can be a serious option for them? Well, it will be because at some point it will be loss of form. It might be injury or suspension that you're missing. You need backup. You need a, you need squad players. Uh, I'm sure Jakimakis will want to not be a squad player. He'll want to try and earn that starting slot. The sooner he gets up and running, gets a few goals under his belt, again, I'll give him a better chance, more confidence in his, in his, in his move uh, that, that, that he can take that jersey. But at the moment, Kyogo's got that jersey, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. a, such a constant threat, you know, he's, and, and he can also play wide again. So there's maybe a case that both of them can be in the team. One can be through the middle, one can be wide. Uh, but no, he's, 
I think for me, seeing Mikey Johnson back, like Gordon, it's it really good to see him back because he's been a wonderful young player. I remember him watching about four or five years ago when he was playing at Hamden in the Glasgow Cup final, I think it was, and he stole the show that night. He was ex, I think he was 16, and he was, uh, he's a wonderful talent. So it's good to see him back after such a long spell of injury. Gordon, I sometimes think we fall into the trap of, you know, if a team has one type of striker, they need to add one that's, you know, completely mm-hmm. different. And that's not always the case. There are loads of successful teams that actually most of their front men just fit the same. Profile. However, when Jakimakis came on, you could see that it is. It's a completely different option for Celtic, and it, there will be times and games that that will be the route that, that the manager will want to go down. Yeah, um, I think it gives them terrific options, Gordon. Like like any striker, and especially strikers, when you go to a, a new club, the first thing you want to do is get that first goal. It gives you so much confidence. It, it lets you settle into the club. The fans then respond to you. Um, Furahash has certainly hit the ground running But I thought he was a bit unlucky today I don't know if it was just a, the lack of game time Especially with the header He mistimed it He really should get his head to that And put it in the back of the net And then he had a wonderful overhead effort It just went over a bar Reminded me of yours at Capolo Yeah bit. but mine's went in the top corner So that's the difference um, But I've got to say uh, He does look a, a, a different player um, you know, Furahashi likes to play on that shoulder and likes to make those runs in behind defenders. He gives them a different option. That's that's a good option to have as a manager. David's in Glasgow. David, the previous caller, Connor, was happy with the substitutions, and I know you were particularly pleased with uh, the return of Mikey Johnson. Yeah, Mikey Johnson was absolutely phenomenal. Come on, that three goals he nearly set up. If it wasn't for Jota's poor finishing and a couple of other things. Could have been five or six nothing. There's been a lot of attention, David, given to James Forrest's absence, and at the moment, you know, it kind of has to be Abada um, and Jota, and people keep saying, you know, once Forrest comes back, but you think maybe Mikey Johnson's been overlooked at the impact he could have. Yeah, well, Forrest is definitely missed. Last season was one of the reasons that Rangers probably run away with the league so much because Forrest was definitely a must. He sets up more goals and scores more goals than people give him credit for. Uh, and Mikey Johnson plays on the opposite side So I don't really see his impact towards Forrest um, I, mean, I just mean in general Kenny the, the wide options Because I mean Jota has played off the right as well In, in European games The Mikey Johnson's never really been able to perform For a consistent period of time And stay fit Is he at a real crucial point in his career To try and even put a couple of Seasons together of, of always being there Always being available And, and mostly being in form Absolutely Because he broke onto the scene And he has, he's a wonderful talent And again he, he played as a false nine as well In some games as well Like there's He can play anywhere Across that front line But he's definitely better In the wider area For me James Forrest Has been a huge miss An absolutely huge miss Because if he's playing That team's better there's no doubt about it. You think it. He, he plays before Abada when he's back? I, listen, without doing any, any kind of disservice or uh, to the boy, James Forrest missed. Again, you talk about his goals, you talk about his assists, you talk about the experiences that he's had over the last kind of eight, nine years as a Celtic player and the big games that he's played in, the titles in the leagues and the cups that he's won. He's a huge, huge player to loss uh, to be missing it at the front end of the pitch. And it's a new front three. It's a completely new front three. By the way, doing very, very well. Abada's chipped him a few goals of late as well. But there's no getting away for that James Forrest makes that front line better. He, he looks like the, the front three is his system, Gordon, and he's got great options once Forrest comes back. Mikey Johnson's uh, David was saying there, he can play he can play along the front three. You've got six players now. You know, Yakamakis come on, you get Forrest, you've got Mikey Johnson. 
a Yeti Well I don't, I, I, I don't see much of a future there But He's now got options And different options For that front three And you've got players like Forrest And James is proven though Gordon isn't he He's day, absolutely I, look, proven I've, I said even uh, last week when we were talking Abad has been in good form I think he'll have a good Celtic career I just think that Forrest Like you Gives him so much David it was nice to speak to you That brings us up nicely to time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Kenny Miller just watched and learned On Beat the Pundit last week So he's up for it tonight If the coin lands on heads it'll need to be him But it could be tails Instead you'll get to take on Gordon DL It's 01419511025 And you need to phone before 7 o'clock So be quick the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Gordon DL are here it's 01419511025 to join in the conversation we've been looking back on Celtic's victory against Ferenc Varos so if you want to keep those calls coming in uh, please do now after beat the pundit we're going to play you an exclusive interview with Graham Soonis Very interesting stuff On these links That are appearing uh, Down south as well Linking Stephen Gerrard To the Newcastle job So we'll play that for you Very soon And remember Everyone that calls into Tonight's show And makes it on air Goes into the hat To win a pair of tickets To an exclusive evening With Graham Soonis And friends At the SEC Armadillo On Friday the 26th Of November Let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/football. Okay, beat the pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball, but you need to get past either Gordon DL, who's been beaten many times on Beat the Pundit over his career, or Kenny Miller, who's an unknown quantity. We've no idea what this guy is capable of. Let's bring in David, who's in Clyde Bank. How's it going, David? Hey, I'm very well, Gordon. Thank you. How are you? Not bad, thank you, David. You must be the only Ross County fan in Clyde Bank. There can't be many. Well, I've not met another one apart from myself. So, <laughs> if you know of anybody, let me know. I can believe that. If you had the choice, David, and you don't, but if you did, would you rather take advantage of beginners' nerves and Kenny Miller or Gordon DL, who, let's be honest, Going is for six in a row. Is, is pro- he is prone to one or two mistakes and beat the pundit. Though, who would you rather face? Uh, I'd be happy playing either of them But uh, if, I had to, if I was going to bet in man I would maybe choose Gordon Yeah I think that's why well, Six to row I'm going for I know but you honestly you're, there's still, there's Ken, a, Kenny will bottle it There's a near of unpredictability About your beat the performances And here's another thing Do you know Congratulations to David why, Do you know you got, you got married on Sunday Any words, of, advi- on, any words <laughs> of advice Don't. Yeah, And he's on beat the pundit well, that's true. <laughs> it's going well so far, David. If you don't win the ball, you might not be married tomorrow. <laughs> Where did you spend your honeymoon on the phone to beat the pundit? Right, heads, it is Kenny Miller Tails. It is Gordon DL. I like how you avoided the marriage advice, that was wise. You're off the hook, it is a Tails. It's Gordon DL up against David from Clyde Bank. So let me give Gordon DL some Clyde 2 to listen to. Yeah, but even I can hear that from here David 30 seconds Just answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know Pass and we'll move on Okay Okay Let's go 30 seconds Starting now Who was the only Celtic player To start against Ferenc Varos Last season and this season Callum McGregor Which side have conceded The fewest goals In the Scottish Premiership This season uh, Celtic Greg Stewart Joined Rangers From which English team how many times has Robbie Nielsen won the championship as a manager? 
twice. Who's the manager of Crystal Palace? Patrick Dera. Which Scottish Premiership player played under Ange Postecoglou at international level? Tom Rogic. In what year did Hearts last finish second in the Scottish top flight? Uh, 1987. All right, let's bring Gordon Deal back. Gordon, can you hear us? I can. Are Gordon. you ready? Yeah, go for it. You need to be on the ball tonight. David is good. <coughs> go. 30 seconds Starting now Who's the only Celtic player To start against Ferenc Varos Last season And this season McGregor Which side have conceded The fewest goals In the Scottish Premiership This season Um Hart Greg Stewart Joined Rangers From which English team Birmingham How many times Has Robbie Nielsen Won the championship As manager Um Once Who's the manager Of Crystal Palace uh, Vera. Which Scottish Premiership player played under Ange Postacoglu at international level? Tom Rogic. In what year did Hearts last finish second in the Scottish top flight? <laughs> <laughs> You're never getting this. No, no. Just guess. Give me a year. Uh, 1999. 99. Alarmingly, you were closer than David. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, David, how do you think it went? Uh, I think I kind of tailed off towards the end there a bit But we'll see Starting strong out. Let's find out Callum McGregor is the only player to play last time And this time one all. Which side's conceded the fewest goals in the Premiership? The league table's behind you Gordon DL Yeah wouldn't you cheat And you forgot to turn around and look at it It's Dundee United David They've conceded five Rangers seven Hearts and Celtic both on six So good on them Yeah well done um, They missed this last week Kenny So Mark Wilson was in He was doing beat the punt There was a question about the league table So he's turned around to look And he's dived in front of the league table So he can't see it He's covering it up It was absolutely And he lost as well didn't he? Aye he lost as a result of it So it's one all um, Greg Stewart joined Rangers from Kenny can you confirm? Do you remember? Greg Stewart It was, Birmingham. It was Birmingham Well done Gordon DL got that He goes 2-1 in front Robbie Nielsen won the championship Twice with Hearts Once with Dundee United So it's three you know, times You going to go twice Well it was three times So job you didn't <laughs> <laughs> Twice plus one um, But you're still in front 2-1 Crystal Palace manager is Patrick Vieira You're 3-2 in front Gordon DL uh, Tom Rogic is the player in the Premiership who played under Ange Postacoglu at international level. So Gordon Diel stays in front. In what year did Hearts last finish second? Oh, it's a victory. Remember that, Kenny? No, 2006 no? Oh, it was 2006. Well done, Kenny. Outstanding. What a shout. David, it was good. It was just not quite good enough. David. David, you still there? I'm still here, yeah. I, yeah. I just fell over there, Gordon. Sorry. Go, go and enjoy your honeymoon, son. Go and <laughs> jog on. You, you come on here, fully confidence. That's I, I no, that is unfair. David said I would I would be happy to play either of them, but no, if I no, had no, to no, choose, it would be gone. He was polite, and now you've just shown yourself up to be a oh, bad winner. No, no, a bit a of grace, a bit of decorum. Six out of six. Beaten by the better man tonight, David. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your honeymoon. Enjoy I'll your marriage. Have, to have a word with your pal Billy Snudden. Oh, all right. Mutual friends, do yes, you? Yes, we've got mutual friends. Billy? Yeah? Billy. Gordon's got no idea who you're talking about. He's terrible for this. He says he's a snooker player. Oh, yes. Oh, ah, yes. See, there uh, we go. Billy, yes. Right. Thank you, David. Bit just Rangers married. Clyde Bank. A lot going on here. David from Clyde Bank. Just married. Supports Ross County. Knows your <clears> pal, David. I don't know. He was so, a snooker okay. player. Great lad. Absolutely mm, fantastic. I'm lad. glad you remember now. Uh, 01419511025. David goes into the hat as well. 
um, by the way, everyone who gets through. You're in the spare room as well. <laughs> well, you've, you've been there. <laughs> and to be fair, D- David's at least lasted till Tuesday. You've gone in quicker than that. <laughs> I Don't, didn't even see the night out. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Um, thank you again to David. He goes into the hat. Everyone who does get through goes into the draw for the pair of tickets to the exclusive evening with Graham Soonis and friends at the SEC Armadillo on Friday the 26th of November. Now, we have been speaking exclusively to. Uh, Graeme Soonis uh, Reporter Andrew McLean Caught up with him Earlier on And um, As you would imagine Being a former Rangers manager And a former Newcastle boss He is well placed To talk about these stories Particularly picking up A bit of speed down south At the weekend I know people always like to go Ah the Scottish press Are doing this that Or the next thing But the Times I think In London yesterday Had the This sort of three man shortlist Of Stephen Gerrard Unai Emery Roberto Martinez All linked with the the Newcastle job So um, let's hear what Graham Soon has had to say And give us a call 01419511025 Graham, thank you very much For taking the time To join us On Clyde One Super Scoreboard I'm sure uh, You've been keeping A keen eye on One of the Well I suppose It's been the biggest News story really Across world football To do with your former club The huge takeover That's happened At Newcastle A lot of speculation That Steve Bruce could be out of a job soon and that they're looking to replace him. Certainly reports down south suggesting that Stephen Gerrard is one of the names being looked at by the club to potentially take over. Is that something you could see happening at all? No, I, I don't think it's one. I don't think someone should um, go near. I think he's destined to be the next Liverpool manager and I think, um, although he's been in the job three years, he will realise that as a short time in management. And I think he's still learning. Well, it's not that he's still learning after three years. He's still learning after 23 years. And um, my advice to him would be to stay where he is. I think he's done the hard work. He's, he's built a team there which is capable of winning the, the league in Scotland and doing and holding its own in European football until it gets to the later stages. Obviously, getting into the, the Champions League would be a different ball game. The competition they're in now, they're holding their own, as they have done last year as well. Um, and I just think going to Newcastle, um, apart from from the human rights aspect, which um, I would find it hard personally to go and work for for that club again um, with the new owners. Well, I just wouldn't do it. I just would not do it. But um, I think Stephen's destined to be the next um, manager of Liverpool, and and Jurgen, I would imagine, will want to go back to Germany for one of two jobs, which would be the national team are Bayern Munich. I've seen suggestions over the years that Steven Gerrard would need to make a move to a Premier League club before he got that step to Liverpool. With the money and ambition that's being talked about at this Newcastle side, do you see any lure there for Steven Gerrard at all? No, I don't think there is. I think he, I think he should he should wait and he will wait for that job. It's inevitable he'll get, he'll get offered it. Um, and I think... Um, if he continues to do well at Rangers, then he'll offered other jobs in England. But I don't see Jürgen being there beyond the next sort of two or three years. So if he ends up being Glasgow Rangers manager for five, six years, that's that's a great education for him. You know, I, I um, was fortunate enough to, to manage big football clubs. And there's managing big football clubs and there's managing, you know, sort of, I'm thinking of a correct term to use, um, medium-sized clubs. And there's a world of difference in terms of the intensity and what's expected of you. So he's got a, he's he's a, he's a great he's having a great education at Rangers because you know the pressure's on. I I've always maintained managing Rangers and that must be the same at Celtic is as difficult as it gets. I can remember saying that to Martin O'Neill and he agreed. 
simple because, you know, the focus is on you all the time. And then, you know, you go down to England and maybe work for some clubs outside the top four or five, and that scrutiny is not there. So he's, he's getting a great education where he is now for the next one, which I think will be Liverpool. The link between Steven Gerrard and, and Liverpool never goes away. There's so much talk that his ultimate dream is to be the manager at Anfield. You've managed both Rangers and Liverpool. Do you feel that Ibrooks is the perfect place for him to be almost while he waits for that job to come around, given the, the pressures and the expectations at both clubs? Well, expectations are the same. At Rangers, you're expected. I mean, after we, you know, we, um, we managed to win the league, Walter and I, we won the league early on, well, in the first year. Um, I know the expectation was there, um, but obviously the fans were delighted. And then, then we had done the hard work. We had created a, a team and were on the upward trajectory. Um, the same pressures apply at Liverpool. You know, I went to Liverpool, hadn't won anything for two years. It was post Hillsborough. Um, it was a very difficult time to manage that football club. But the expectation was there that you're, you know, the expectation is to win every single game you're involved in. You don't do it. No one's ever done it. It's the exact same at, at Rangers. You expect to win every single game you're involved in. So the pressure is enormous in every game you play. You've also been in the hot seat at St James's Park as well. Are the pressures there different? Are the expectations less from the fans at a club like Newcastle? <laughs> no, it's there as well. You know, I, I um, it's it's a hard one to get your head around. But, you know, Newcastle in my lifetime, I've never been successful. You know, they've never they've never been one of the big guys challenging for the Premier League or the Champions League, um, but the pressure is there. The supporters feel they should be in that category, and that makes it a very difficult job. And what will compound that um, for the next manager or the next several managers at Newcastle, because it won't be just one manager that takes them on that that journey if they end up being top dogs in European football and in England. You know, it's going to be a, it's not going to happen overnight. But that pressure once you start spending money. As the next manager of Newcastle United, the pressure will intensify. So it's, it's, I found that to be a very difficult job at Newcastle, like all my predecessors and successors. It's not an easy job managing Newcastle because of the expectation uh, from the supporters. Uh, let's bring in John on the line. John's a Rangers fan. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to Graham Soonis there. John, this, this won't go away, John. It can't go away really until... Firstly, Steve Bruce actually gets removed and then Newcastle appoint a manager. Um, what's your take on it as a Rangers fan at the moment? Hi, guys. Thanks for uh, getting us on again tonight. Um, yeah, totally. Um, look, I was hoping that Rangers or Steven Gerrard would come out and make a statement to say he's going nowhere. Now, we all know that he probably is going to go at some point in his time. Um, but at this moment in time, I think he's got a lot still to do uh, as early days in his uh, managerial career but I would like Rangers to come out and hopefully Gerard to come out to let the fans know that it's been going week in week out um, he's got a lot of business still to do at Rangers and I think that the players also have got the, the right you know obviously Kenny uh, former player with Celtic and Rangers and I was just wondering what he would think of the impact on the players with all this uh, Speculation going about that it could be getting touted with the Newcastle job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Listen again We don't know what's been said Behind closed doors I absolutely agree uh, I think Whether it be I don't know if it be The club's point Or probably more Stephen himself We'd, we'd need to come out and, and make that statement Whether he's interested Non-interested Whether he's Fully focused on the job I think he has said That he's fully focused On the Rangers mm. job Which which uh, you would expect uh, But as, as players You just don't know What's been said Behind closed doors For me it wouldn't Impact us I think When a manager's doing well When a player's doing well There's always going to be Speculation Obviously what went on Last season uh, Winning the league and, and the way it was won and, and the job that he's been doing And the squad that he's built Over the last three years It's always going to draw Attention to clubs Down in England Again listen to Graham Souness I could not agree more I think there's one job He'll have his eye on and I think success and more success at Glasgow Rangers will give him a really good chance of getting that job. Do so you think that that can happen, that straight jump? You don't think there needs to be that stepping stone in the middle? Well, again, that's it's a bit generic for me to, mm. to think like that, but that's also a big gamble, you know, because if you go and take, again, it could be a Newcastle, I don't know, a West Ham, a job that's doesn't in that kind of... And it doesn't yeah. work, then I don't think you can get the level... Listen, I think Stephen could, because of, because of who he is and in the, in the connection to the club. But if he wins another league... And he adds the cups to it and gets into Champions League and has that experience in there because the experience in the Europa League has been great over the last few years. The performances have been superb and like Graham says, they've been holding, in fact, more than holding their own at that level. So to qualify for the Champions League would be the next one and obviously retaining the league. So more success here, I think, is, is a, a fantastic grounding to then go and be, be prepared, be ready with that expectation, with that fan expectation and demand to then go and take over that job. So... Totally agree with what Graham was saying. I mean, John wants this put to bed. Gordon, can can you actually do that? I mean, un- until such times as there, there's concrete evidence or, or proof that, <coughs> that Stephen Gerrard was in the frame, or, or whether he was he was approached, can you can you come out and say I'm not interested? I, I, I don't know. How does it how does it work? Well, sometimes managers do. Uh, you know, Brendan Rodgers was tipped for it, and he came out immediately and said, "Look, mm-hmm. no interest in that." He, he'd have been better coming out and saying, "I'm waiting in a Manchester job." But um, I, I look, it depends on the manager. I don't think Newcastle is the right place for the Rangers manager now. I think Graham Souness makes great points about. He's still learning and he will keep learning even 23 years into the job if he gets that far. Um, it's a good club to learn that. Um, you've not got that great deal of competition, although as much as Dundee United and Hearts and Hibs are improving, you're still only got that Celtic one to go and, and beat. And if he's winning leagues and he's getting into Europe, the experience he's getting, I think Kenny makes a great point. You go to Newcastle, as much as they've got to put a lot of money in it, Gordon, if it doesn't go right for you, your stock is down. So far, he's now his stock's very, very high at Rangers because of what he's achieved by winning the league. I, th- I still think he's got to add more silverware to CV. It's okay people saying, well, he's Steven Gerrard, he's Liverpool legend or whatever it may be. I think you've still got to earn your right to get that job. Um, so far, he's, do- he's doing that. I think he's obviously in the radar, but I think he's got to keep improving and keep winning and keep winning trophies. What do you think, John? Yeah, totally. But as I said, right for the very off start, uh, and uh, Gordon touched a very uh, valid point. Uh, Brendan Rodgers. First time for everything, John. First time for everything. Uh, Well, that's true. But Brendan Rodgers came right out uh, from the horse's mouth and made it clear that he's not interested in the job. He's sticking where he is. Uh, And and rightly so. But if Manchester United came in, he could be off. But I think there has to be a lot of loyalty to the Rangers fans that have stuck by the club. For the last 10 years Through thick and thin We need Gerard to come out We need Rangers to come out and say 
He's not going anywhere at this moment in time. He's staying with us. He's got a lot of business still to do, and we can get back on to doing what we're doing, winning games and looking to get another uh, league title in the bag. That's my uh, first mm-hmm. priority. Uh, all right. But see, see, just before I go, guys, sure. can I just say I'd like to uh, wish Clyde Bank all the best. They're playing Elgin next Monday. They are. Um, and the management team down there are doing absolutely brilliant. So I'd like to just put out a wee shout. Yeah, don't mind that. Gordon uh, Moffat's been in the studio, hasn't he? And he's Mark Wilson's neighbour as well. Yeah. And we're along the road. And I he think played under me. We can afford to be That's biased in this one. No, no one, no one from Elgin's going to care. I think we can support the bankies yeah, in this uh, one. If can I'm we? not doing anything next Monday. I'm going along there. Hopefully. Nobody well, believes that. Don't don't make these promises. I might again. It's a sellout. It's an absolute sellout. Well a, done. A man of your standing in the game, you'd get. In. You'd be fine. They'd yeah, put you in the mascot outfit or something. I'd need to pay, but that'd be a problem. That's true. John, thank you very much. John goes into the hat for the tickets as well. I'll give these guys a full time teaser and more of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Gordon DL are here. 0141-951-1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Now it's that time of the night where you send the questions to us. We see if the pundits have got the knowledge to match your questions. Now if you like the sound of it and you want involved, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. And that's exactly what Jerry in Erskine has done tonight. I think you're going to scoosh this. I think you're going to absolutely scoosh it. He was pretty good on his full-time teaser debut last week. Was he? That's good. And you've seen these questions many times. You're not so good. Um, I think it's easy. But let's go for it anyway. Can you name 11 Stevens who've played for Scotland since 2004? However, they must have more than one cap. So we're not including the one cap wonders. 11 Stevens who've played for Scotland since 04. Kenny, give us one Naismith. to kick us off. Fletcher. Naismith. Oh, sorry. Fletcher, Fletcher and Naismith, yes. One more each. Stephen um, McManus. Mm, yeah, I would have thought so. Is he on the list? Where is he? Yes. Kenny. No, I'm taller than I actually. What? Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll leave it there. That's three. We've only got eight yeah. more to go. You've got to the end of the show. We'll leave it there. Uh, Full time at Clyde1.com to send your questions in. Uh, remember we had Jack Hendry on the show a couple of weeks ago We were waxing lyrical about him playing against Messi And Mbappe and uh, Neymar It's not going quite as well tonight However, he has just produced a very good block To stop Man City going 5-1 up uh, against Bruges They were 4-0 down, they've pulled one back Jack Grealish threw on goal there But Jack Hendry um, with a good block I think if we phone him tomorrow night They'll be engaged Think so we'll, yeah. we'll quite as upbeat yeah. this time yeah. I'm not sure Kenny He's individually Had a particularly bad game It's just Man City Happened to be very good Absolutely Man City have been Electrifying going forward Some of the stuff's been Excellent So no Jack's no Had much to do With any of the goals He'll be calling somebody A space cadet In the, the dressing room <laughs> afterwards Because th- th- there are a lot of Midfield runners Who seem to be getting in And it's now It is now 5-1 And is that Jack Henry's man yeah, That time yeah, yeah. It might be Could uh, be offside um, It might well be Yeah tough Tough shift Tough night at the office oh. I must say City look in the mood 5-1 um, Up in Bruges Let's bring in Andy Who is a Rangers fan On the line Andy how's it going? How you doing guys? Alright hi Not bad hi, What's your point hi. for the guys? Just listen to Graham. I just think DBG will stay. I think he'll stay for another two years. He'll try and obviously try and win the league this season in the Champions League. Then he'll then he'll, they'll give him a bit of money to spend. I know he was going to get a wee dig that he's not a lot of money to spend, but I I definitely can't see him. I don't think he's that type of guy. who will just walk away, you know, mid season or 
to go to Newcastle. I think he'll stay with Rangers, and I think the boys are saying it. He, he will be Liverpool manager at one point, but right now, Rangers where he needs to stay, and we want him to stay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's such a difficult one, Kenny, because until the question's actually asked, it then then we don't know. But it does, like I say, it doesn't go away. We can't make it go away, and it's it's not just us. It's down down south as well. He's actually been linked with it probably more than than he is up here. Um, this notion that Andy, like lots of Rangers fans, want to believe that he's not the type of guy that you know would walk away. Do those types of guys exist still, or is football a bit more cutthroat than that? Where if a if a good if he feels it's a good opportunity, whether it's mid season or not, and whether he's doing whatever at Rangers, you take it or? Listen, I think I think it's, it's dependent on the opportunity. It's dependent on the person and what their and what their aspirations are. Again, I think without speaking out of turn, I think it, everybody knows where, where Stephen wants to be. Uh, eventually, he can see he, he'll, he'll he'll want that job. There's no doubt about it. I think. Like Gordon says, if he continues on the trajectory that he's at at the moment and adds to the silverware and continues to impress in European football, then I don't see any reason why he can't get to that, that Liverpool job within the next two or three years. Again, Graham soon has talked that Jurgen Klopp might be there for the next two or three years. Yeah, it might be the end of next season, you know. So it's uh, I think he's on the trajectory where he can get it as long as he continues in the vein that he's at the moment. I knew that this show is nothing is safe on this show. There's a guy from Elgin trying to phone in to complain that, I ba- <laughs> that we were back and going back. Like, ge- genuinely, Seriously? don't let him on. Forget that, right? Um, <laughs> I'll back Elgin. Andy, what else is on your mind regarding your team at the moment then? I'm just thinking, I'm going to ask the boys, I mean, I'm a Morelos fan, I know he, he, he should have scored a lot of goals, but I think come Thursday we stick with Morelos and I put, I put the roof up front as well, play the two of them, I really do, I think, I mean, I'll ask the boys, they're strikers, I mean, you go through wee bad patches where you miss goals, but then he's, he, he's got to come good, because he's getting that much, I mean, the first half against the, the in Saturday, I mean, we were brilliant, and we just didn't score enough goals, but I would stick them in Ellison Roof, really. Yeah, I mean, the, the, Kenny, you know all about it. The spotlight's on you at a club like that to score goals, and Morelos set his own bar some time ago, so he's clearly not at that height at the moment. What have you, you made of it? He's, I think the only kind of similar spell that I can remember him was when he first came. I think it took him three, four, five games to find the net. Uh, since then, like his goal scoring has been phenomenal. You know, again, for me, 100% European nights. He's been the talisman, you know, over the last three seasons. He's he's scored incredible amounts of goals. And it's not just the goals, it's the performances. I think some of the some of the games he's performed has been has been excellent. So I I would I, if as long as he's getting the chances, I'd be more concerned if he's not getting them because mm. it always turns. You go through these spells, but it always turns. Does he still does he still look himself if you like at the moment? You don't think there's anything else missing other than Know, tapping it into the net rather than the one that he put past. Is there anything else missing? Again, you just don't know where he's. I mean, you're talking about Stephen Gerrard's speculation. Alfredo's had speculation for the minute he set foot in the country because of his performances and because of the goals that he's been scoring. So you just don't know sometimes where his head's at, maybe off the field with that kind of thing. But listen, as long as he's in the positions to score goals, he's in a team that will create chances and get him the chances. There's no doubt the ball will start going to the back of the net again for him. Listen, it might happen on Thursday night because his record, like I said before, in European football is outstanding. There's that, Gordon, which is a huge factor. He does tend to, to come alive in Europe, maybe not quite as much yet this season. But also, Rangers don't strike you as having anyone who can really take his place. You know, There are options there in, in the front three, but there's, there's, they've not found a way to really play without Morelos as effectively, if 
if if he does take one of these dips in form. Yeah, I, I thought he had a poor weekend, Gordon. Obviously, missed a couple of real chances that normally you put in the back in it. But I'm with Kenny here. I would if if I was picking Rangers on, on Thursday night, he would certainly be my starting eleven. Um, I think he is the best striker that they've got. Uh, I think he gives them so much, you know, back to goals. I think it's a handful. He gets into the position, and we know as strikers, the one thing if you go off the pitch and you've not had a chance, you're more worried about the ones, you know, rather than mm. getting off the pitch and think I missed two or three. You're thinking, well, if I get two and three the next game, I'm going to mm. eventually put one in the back end. But I just, you look prior to that, the week prior to that, he scores a good goal against Hibs. So it's not like he's not. I don't think he's the same. It's not a drought, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's not a drought. No, it's not a yeah. drought. He's and and he's capable of doing that, Ken. And I th- I think in Europe he's ca- he's the one capable of getting you the big goal. So mm. I certainly don't see the manager leaving them out on Thursday night. No I mean, Kenny, you were a, a Ranger striker, and you played with many, and even throughout your career, whether it's international, down south, we're all. All you guys the same Are there guys who did take missing chances A bit more to heart Were there ones that were particularly good at shrugging it off I'm not sure if any spring to mind either either way No again there, there is players There is definitely these types of strikers That do probably judge their self on goals You know so for me I wasn't one of them mm-hmm. I, Again I did go on Eight games, nine games sometimes without a goal But I always felt as long as I was contributing Still again like Gordon says You're still in the positions to get chances You, you do go through spells Again, then you play with guys like Big Boydie, who probably never went three, four games without a good bit. If he did get a goal, sometimes it might... I wouldn't say play on Big Boydie's mind, because he was always there, you know. But he wouldn't go these kind of lengths against. but he was probably more... Uh, the, the pressure might have been more on the big man mm-hmm. to actually get goals, because people think, well, Big Boydie's no scored in a game or two. It never really got to him, because he knew it would come. He knew he was, he's guaranteed mm-hmm. he's 25 to 30 a season, you know. And he'd done that over 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 consecutive seasons. So he always knew it would come. But yeah, there, there's players that can take it harder than others. But it's, uh, the, you have to just keep doing your job, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to keep putting yourself in front of the goal. There's no point in hiding and, and, and trying to hide away from chances or you won't end that run. Like God said, it's not a drought. It's not a drought. He mm-hmm. scored, he scored kind of 10 days ago or whatever it was against Hibs. Uh, but again, when big strikers miss big chances in games when you don't win... The strikers are obviously a lot under a lot more scrutiny than than anybody else in the team. Um, let's thank Andy for his call and bring in Brian, who's also a Rangers fan. What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Hi, it's well, I've got two points. Uh, hello, panel. Hi, Kenny. Uh, hi, Gordon. Hi, Brian. Uh, hi, Gordon. Uh, my two points are regarding Stephen's future and uh, about Alfredo and his form. And his role with Rangers. Let's do that second one first then. Keep us on the same track that we were on. On you go. Yeah, with Alfredo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was interested to see what Kenny was saying there. Alfredo's a team player. He's not a natural goal scorer. He never has been. But his 99 goals tells you that he can he can score goals. No doubt about that. And I've got a feeling he'll score on Thursday and make it 100 for the club. Because I agree with what Kenny says. His, his record in Europe is, is, is superb. He, he's a different player than when he first joined the club. When he, he was playing uh, mainly as a goal-scoring striker. Now, the game's evolved, you know, completely. But I agree that if, if you're playing number nine for a big club, you, you are judged in goals. But Alfredo, his, his link play 
and he's passing. Uh, if, if you watch him very closely, when he's rolling the play in the wide positions, he, he switches the play really, really well. Really well. Uh, and I just think it's... He's getting... He, he's, as Kenny said, he's had pressure since he first came to the club. I mean, there hasn't been a transfer window that that's came, or even you know before transfer windows come in, that he hasn't been linked to going here, there, and everywhere. He's now been at the club for four and a half years. Yeah. I appreciate the the type of player he is. There's no doubt on Saturday he missed chances, and as I said previously, he'll be judged. Or not scoring goals, but we don't we don't rely on him to solely score the goals, which we did in the past. Yeah, I suppose, Kenny. What what about the overall makeup? Then Ryan Kent doesn't seem to be an option. At the, well, he's not an option at the moment. He's injured. Um, Kamar Roof, he was the one that set up that the biggest chance for Morelos at the weekend. What's what's the most effective trio, ideally, and and then I guess at the moment. I think I think it's. It's, it's been tried and tested It'll be Kent mm-hmm. Morelos and Hadji I think that, Or even Arebo Maybe instead of Hadji But Kent and Morelos Is going to be Two out of the three If they're playing that way Roof's been great You know Jermaine Defoe Was great for Morelos mm-hmm. When he's first come in But we're seeing Kind of Less and less of Jermaine uh, on, on the field he plays as well Because he he's always good For a goal as well But uh, Listen Alfredo Alfredo's improved He's improved massively Since he first came to the club He came to the club As a 20 year old Didn't speak much English Uh Again, hit the ground running pretty quickly. Scored goals at an incredible rate. He says on 99 goals, which is a, a phenomenal achievement over the course of the four seasons he's been at the club. Uh, four and a half seasons. So he's, he, he scores goals. There, there's no getting away for that. And he will continue to do so as long as he's wearing a Rangers jersey. Uh, it's good to see his, his all-round game has improved. And it needed to it needed to improve if he wants to go to the next level. And it has. So uh, I, I'm, I'm like Brian. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and gets that 100th goal on Thursday night. Uh, Brian finishes off then We've just heard from Graham Souness On Potential Or the, the link with Stephen Gerrard and Newcastle What did you make of it? Well, well first of all it, When I heard I didn't real, realise That you'd actually done An exclusive interview with him uh, When I first heard That he, his love for Rangers Still shines through You know In his words He, he knows I, I think You know Some people in England Don't realise how good How big Rangers and Celtic are uh, we play in a smaller league. That's just a fact that you have to, you know, accept. So first of all, I'm saying that you could tell he still has got great love for Rangers. Uh, I've been bouncing from one one place to another with us. On Friday, I said to one of my mates, "No way is he going." And then on Monday, I said to the same guy, uh, "I think he'll go if he's offered the job," but. The key with what, what Graham said was this going to Newcastle, right? And the options, obviously, you know, because of the money that they've now got, uh, is great. But it may mar Stephen as a manager. I think we all agree that Stephen is destined to be Liverpool's manager, but in nothing set stone. You don't know what's going to happen. And I now believe. <laughs> So I'm bouncing back to the I think he'll stay at Rangers You know but uh, And Yeah Two years at Rangers 
you're probably aware that him and Klopp's uh, contracts finished the same day, which is quite extraordinary when you look at it. It's either a coincidence or it's uh, it's setting stars. A big stitch up two years in advance. You never know. Mm. These footballs a funny old business. Brian, thank you though. It was nice to speak to you tonight. And speaking of Stephen Gerrard. See where I'm going here? Well, I know like where that? you're going, yeah Brilliant, honestly It's not my first time uh, Stevens, who played for Scotland Since 2004 But must have more than one cap You've got Stephen Naismith Stephen Fletcher And Stephen McManus Stephen O'Donnell Stephen O'Donnell, yes indeed uh, Caldwell Caldwell, yes He was in with us Presley. No, that was Gary That's his brother I'm talking yes. rubbish Big Elvis Yeah, we'll leave it there One, yeah. two... Three, four, five to get. We will get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the home streets with Kenny Miller and Gordon DL. Before we go, we'll draw the name out the hat for the tickets for the evening with Graham Soonis and friends. We'll do that before we go. That will hopefully get the rest of the answers to this teaser as well. Thank you, Jerry and Erskine who wants to know if you guys can name 11 Stevens who've played for Scotland since 2004, but they must have more than one cap. So guys like Naismith, Fletcher, Presley, McManus, Caldwell, and currently O'Donnell. So you've got five to get. I'll take one more each. I'll go for an old team meeting, Stevie Crawford. Yes, Stevie Crawford. Played with him as well, yeah. Did you? Yes. Oh, sure you did, yeah. Yep. What an overlap that is. Who's that? You two played with the same played with the same player. Yeah, Stevie played in the Coca Cola. I mean, you Cup might, you're old enough to be Kenny's father. I don't think there's any need for that. <laughs> Maybe not quite. But you played with the same player. That's interesting. Uh, any more? And I'll go for another old teammate of mine, Stephen Pearson. Stephen Pearson. They were, but Kenny, to be fair, everyone's going to have been uh, an ex teammate yeah, of yours at some yeah. point, whether it's Scotland or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, they're going to have overlapped. Right. Okay. Three to get. We'll get but them before the end. Well, yeah. Of the <laughs> of the show 01419511025 Sean Oh no I'm a bit nervous about this It says Rutherglen right But it's got a wee dash now It didn't have this a minute ago And it says In the pub after the game Oh no This could go anyway uh, Sean mm-hmm. Were you happy with the result earlier I take it? James don't worry I've stepped outside the pub oh, To make sure of our, good. There's, not, there's not any profanity <laughs> in the background um, Fantastic night Even better that me and uh, three of my associates Had Kyogo first scorer For the bookies Fantastic night Can't um, that, can you? I, I, avid listener um, of, of, of the last few weeks Few months And uh, my, basically my point is There's been a long standing uh, Point that's been brought up Time and time again Over the last few weeks um, Of a sort of It's a sort of What if Situation where You know Celtic lose a few players Here and there Or, or, or things Go off the, the rails For, for Ange and, and the team And very, very rightfully so It could look bad on the team It could look bad on the club But my point tonight is When he has his first team When he has his, his first picks The team and the, and the performances Are frighteningly good Obviously we can look at Dundee We can look at St Mirren Who are lesser opponents And maybe AZ Outbar And uh, Fringe Farrows tonight But we, it could have been five or six Tonight for me in my opinion um, And I just think that Yes, okay, we, we like to play devil's advocate a lot in Scottish football, but I don't think enough is being given uh, in terms of credit to, to Ange and the team when they are playing well, when they are, let's be honest tonight, totally dominant play, playing, out far outplaying a team who, let's be honest, came to City Park last year and and 
embarrassed us. I, I mean, I, I do get that, Sean, but I, I wonder. I mean, this is Celtic that we're talking about, and think of where the bar has been set over many years, and in particular, you know, the sort of last nine or whatever before last season. At, at one point, you know, Celtic were, were sixth in the table, I think, in, in, until the weekend. So to say that Ange is not getting enough credit, that 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 must be a bit of a stretch, no? No, I, and I do understand. Look, there's, there's, there's the, I'll be the first to hold my hand up and say. When we, when when uh, Jota scored the winning goal at Aberdeen a few weeks ago, and we were celebrating sixth in the league, I, I took stock for a moment and thought, "Hang on a second. Compared to the last nine years, am I really celebrating taking sixth? And and the thing for me at that point was, you kind of have to take the moment in what it is, and you have to understand what's happened. For me, many a manager would have came before Ange tonight in in, in the last few weeks and not. I've taken the results that he's taken and you know okay I, I have been one I'll hold my hand up to turn around and say maybe I against Betis away when going 2-0 up change the system and you know take what you can and, and he stuck with his uh, his system and we ended up losing 4-3 which you know was unfortunate but he sticks with it the players believe in it the players reactions tonight show everything for me and against a very very good opposition tonight it could have been four, five, six now. In, in my opinion, I was there. I seen, you know, shots go wide, mm-hmm. shots over the top. French Navarros, yes, a good side. They had their chances. Hart made saves, as as you will always get in in, in Europe and in domestically. But for me, the, the narrative in the last few weeks, few months has been Celtic are scraping over the line. Celtic are getting by on on what is available. But for me personally, not enough has been given in terms of credit for when things do go well. The kind of football that's being played, at times it's sublime. Like I was watching it tonight, and as, as every football fan will get that little buzz when a player does a trick, a, a, a jink, a, a pass, an inside movement. Watching players like Jota, just if I can highlight one in particular, it's fantastic to watch people like that again at Celtic Park who just love football and want to play and want to just excite people. And um, yeah, personally, I don't think enough is being given in terms of credit. Okay, let's put that to the guys. I, listen, I've, I've said my, my point, and I think Celtic have, have looked very, very good going forward in spells this year. Uh, yep, scoring three goals away at Betis is, is big. Probably should get something from that game, but conceded four. Conceded four at home to Bayern Leverkusen as well. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's an area of the team which I've said a few times now tonight I just think probably needs to be addressed will Julian help with that? I think he probably will when he comes back I don't know when he's when he's scheduled to come back it'll be interesting to also see who his partner will be uh, if, if, if any does come back but listen I think we've all said on the show Celtic going forward they are a very attacking team and when you've got Tom Rogic you've got David Turnbull you've got Callum McGregor You've got Yota, you've got Kyogo, whether it's we've talked James Forrest coming back, Abada, Mikey Johnson coming back. They're very, mm. very exciting players going forward. There's no doubt about I that. Can, I can never quite keep up with this stuff, Gordon, because at the start of the season, Celtic battered Dundee and battered St Mirren, and then it went a bit ropey, and people mm. said that we had been giving Celtic too much credit for those early results because it was only against Dundee and only against St Mirren. And out of 10 men as well in that game after and, 19 minutes. But, but now, apparently, we're not giving Celtic enough credit, so I, I always—I'm I'm not sure because we'll, we'll never please everyone on on that front. One thing, though, I think where Sean makes a very relevant point is people were looking at this month and talking about, oh, this could go really wrong mm-hmm. for Celtic. 
you have to acknowledge then when, when it doesn't and when it goes the other way and people were saying Aberdeen away and Motherwell away well they've gone and won both of them oh and Ferenc Faros I mean if you lose at Ferenc Faros if you lose at home to Ferenc Faros which, which they haven't and you look at the maybe even the personnel the Dundee United game the bench that day Scales, Montgomery, Welsh, Beaton, Sorrow and Moffat not, not a change in there to go and try and get you out of a sticky spot if you're not performing well but slowly but surely things are starting to, to look a bit more um, encouraging on that front there's if you're no, a Celtic fan There's no doubt they were in any three big games um, you know in the past to test and I disagree with Sean I think that uh, Celtic got a lot of credit and they got a lot of credit for the way they play I, I said even going back as far as the St Mirren game when I was at Celtic Park I said on the show and enjoyed watching their style of play I said on the show tonight with Kenny that we watched a game that second half was excellent and, and enjoyable football and fast flowing football and created chance after chance I still think they can give up a couple of chances that showed mm. early doors when uh, you know there was a good chance to go one behind but I think Ange Postacoglu just now is getting all the praise. Sean, it was a pleasure. Go and enjoy the pub. Spend your winnings wisely and please gamble responsibly. Cheers, guys. All the best. Man, that was Sean somewhere outside the pub in Rutherland. Uh, Well done to David and Clyde Bank. He's won the tickets to the exclusive evening with Graham Souness and friends at the SEC Armadillo on Friday the 26th. Well done to David. Uh, Enjoy that. We will do the same again tomorrow. Uh, I believe So congratulations to David And we'll give you another opportunity Tomorrow evening Let's try and finish off this teaser You're looking for I think three more Stevens Who've played for Scotland since 2004 But they must have more than one cap So Naismith, Fletcher, Presley McManus, Crawford, O'Donnell Caldwell And Pearson I can tell you for instance The one cap wonders So the ones that you can't give me the likes of Stephen Hughes, remember him? Stephen Saunders, mm. Stephen Hamill, Stevie May, Stephen Kingsley. All one cap wonders, but you've got three more to get. What are we going for? Another oh. team, ex team, am I? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yes, Stephen Whitaker, Gordon. Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson, and which I'm means you've got one left, and I think this is the hardest. Man, I don't yeah. think you'll get it. You no, got this one? No, that man there smiling. I've got Has a he? funny feeling. He's probably played with them There he got I, I think I don't know many caps he's got But Stephen Craney 12 caps Well there done we Outstanding Well done Stephen Craney Thank you Kenny Miller That was a pleasure Thank you Gordon Diel And the biggest thanks goes to you For all your calls And your tweets We are back tomorrow Wednesday evening I think Roger Hanna's back As he's been subbed on To the Wednesday slot With Andy Halliday We'll probably look back Even more on, on Celtic's game Such was the strange Kickoff time We'll definitely turn our attentions to Rangers Bronby and anything else that may come up as well. So have a good night. Callum Gallagher will look after you. Make sure you join us at six o'clock tomorrow.